Hello everyone and welcome to the Kamir Healing Podcast. I'm Safa and today I'm going to be talking about the new ancestor. So what is the new ancestor and what does it mean, feel like and involve and what can you do if you found yourself in the position of being the new ancestor? So first of all I want to say that the new ancestor is so much more than a concept. It's so much more than thinking that you must be the new ancestor because you hate everything that your family does or you feel completely different from them or you are so aware of what they're holding trauma-wise. The new ancestor is so much more than that. First of all, I want to talk about the fact that our beliefs our identity, our fundamental sense of who we are and what the world is, is so influenced by our ancestry. It's so influenced by our ancestral patterns of conditioning and who they thought they were, who they allowed themselves to be inherently has influenced us and who we are today. So ancestral conditioning is completely normal, is um, also a biological phenomena as well as a spiritual phenomena. And in the concept of trauma, often the ancestral patterns of behavior, the internal traits, the internal traits, the unresolved um, traumas, the unresolved emotions, the unresolved needs, these can often be the things that are passed down because they are unresolved. So when something doesn't get resolved, when something doesn't get accepted, effectively, it's transmitted, it's projected, it's enacted, it's shared, it's attempted to make sense of. Because when we cannot accept something within ourselves, we will try to look at it and observe it and realise it, feel it from a distance. And that distance, that healthy distance, is usually the internal-external relationship. When we feel safe enough, we can bring it into ourselves and we can relate to it, feel it within ourselves, become it and then dissolve it. Previous generations that were never safe enough, didn't feel confident enough to do that piece with regards to their existential identity, when they didn't feel um, the ground was safe enough for them to open up to that level of awareness, not because that level of awareness was not available, just that it was not in their priority to access at that their point in time, then what happens is they have enacted and reproduced, projected and handed down trauma. Now, research shows that Trauma can be passed down to up to seven generations. So that's 
transgenerational trauma. So there's intergenerational trauma. I pass my trauma down to my child, for example. Um, there is transgenerational trauma, which is I pass my trauma down to my child and they pass it down to their child and they pass it down to their child, etc., etc. And that can happen in up to seven generations. Now, often transgenerational trauma is talked about with regards to big life events like wars and displacement and um, huge traumas, right, that are often global, terrorist attacks, etc. However, I'm more interested in what the effects have been of that. So, for example, prisoners of war, right? For example, refugees, for example, people who are um, being suppressed and displaced, for people who are being, um, who suffered genocide, right? Those were explicit external events that affected their internal subjective experience of themselves and the world. That affected their nervous system, that affected their consciousness, that affected their frequency, that affected their perception in every single way. How that then transmitted into behaviour, into self-belief systems, into emotional um, congruency, into parenting methods, into societal structures, that's the kind of... um, level that I'm interested in understanding and discussing ancestral and transgenerational trauma at. Because that's the level that we can change things at. We can't change things at a global level by listening to this podcast, for example. But you can change things by listening to this podcast and then going, you know what, I might actually change what I do today or tomorrow. I might change um, a certain aspect of my belief system about myself. I might challenge that tonight. So that's something that you can do on a micro scale. And if everybody does something on a micro scale, it will lead to change on a global and a cosmic scale. But for example, you can't listen to this podcast and immediately protect yourself against the effects of a impending natural disaster, right? Or a... um, you know, as we've seen in the world in the last two years, a global pandemic. So the reason why I'm talking about how these forms of transgenerational trauma affect up to seven generations is because actually the trauma that is being transmitted, the needs that are being unmet, the behaviours and the consciousness structures and the belief systems that are being passed down through these generations, regardless of the external events, regardless of what generation and what era they lived in, are the same. And I've seen this in so many examples where the life circumstances of a a client and their parent and their grandparent are completely different, right? Completely different. Financially, um, materially, psychologically, in certain external ways, they are very different from their ancestors. However, 
when it comes to the internal mechanics, when it comes to the the embodiment of consciousness, when it comes to the choices to enact certain behaviors in order to get needs met, when it comes to the ability to process emotions and trauma, when it comes to the um, level of self-accountability, that's where things start to look the same. And that's where it gets really interesting because so many people want to do ancestral trauma healing work, but don't want to recognize that they are actually reflecting the same consciousness structures, but in a different way. So when we start to reflect different consciousness structures in a different way, that's when we become the new ancestor. The journey of becoming a new ancestor is horrific because the first thing you need to do is accept at a vibrational level and feel at a vibrational level and dissolve within yourself, become as one with all of the frequencies that made them them and made them do what they did and why they did it. And those are usually pretty low frequencies, survival frequencies, victim frequencies. So the only way for you to become truly the new ancestor is for you to become unrecognisable from the line. And the only way for you to become unrecognisable energetically is for you to embody a completely different frequency. And the only way for you to embody a completely different frequency is for you to accept all those frequencies within yourself until they are dissolved and then you make new choices. When you make those new choices, you start to embody different frequency. Most of the time, by the time you've done that piece of work, it will be a higher frequency. Now, by the time you've done that, you will look, feel, speak, present, and enact in the world completely differently from the line. And as a result, you will be unrecognisable. You will not be familiar. You will appear different. There are lots of people who are on the verge of becoming the new ancestor because of what they are transmuting within their line. But I've noticed one really important thing, which is they get stuck at this sense of, If I go down that path, which they already stepped on and they're already walking down, but if I fully go down that path, I will be completely alone. And when I ask my clients, okay, completely alone, like tell me about that. Tell me about who's missing from that picture. Who's not there with you? Who does it turn out to be energetically that they're attuning to the fact that they will not have the same frequency of family around them? They will be completely alone, i.e. there will be a separation between them energetically and their traditional line, their lineage, because they will have started a new line. And of course, when you start a new line, you stand alone. You stand alone in that frequency. You don't have a backstop. You don't have a um, 
camaraderie, right? Now, I'm talking purely on an energetic level. On a physical level, you may notice distance emerging. You may notice um, just a general and natural level of separation emerging, but people will still be there in the physical realm. However, you will not attune to the same things in the same way. You will, they will not resonate with you. You will not resonate with them. And that scares people to death. Because the scariest, most fearful position of man on earth is that he is completely and utterly alone. And this can be felt in so many different ways. Because ultimately, it's true. Ultimately, if you go to the zero point, it's only you. You are broadcasting to yourself. You are living an entire reflection of yourself. And that terrifies most people. The flip side of that is that if you're living the reflection of yourself, then everyone else is also you. So there's some maybe consolation in that. So ultimately, when you start to go into multi-dimensionality, you can go wherever you want. But fundamentally, you don't exist or you only exist all as one. And that is why every single religion of the world talks about one God. Bob Marley, one love, all as one. Ultimately, that's where we are. So how does that relate to becoming the new ancestor? When you become the new ancestor, you have to accept the responsibility of standing alone. When you stand alone, you stand in a space that's so big, so uncluttered, so unconditioned, that you almost have a responsibility to keep that space clear to keep that space grounded and to keep that space honest. And by honest, I mean in true integrity with your energetic resonance. So that that space reflects truly you. Why? So that you can be in that space. Because if you can't be in that space, you can't be the new ancestor. So... As I said, one of the main challenges that people have when it comes to stepping onto that path and actually going fully and committing fully to that line, to to that work, is that they will break from the line and then they will be a separation felt. And separation is the is a huge wound for so many people, right? Our our innate sense of self and how it is formed and our sense of oneness and boundarylessness as babies and children and everything is us and the open field that we exist in then to discover that we are we have a separate ego and we have our own body and we have our own mind like that can be hugely impactful can be hugely shocking it can also be hugely exciting but it's a huge that separation idea and notion is a huge um existential 
opportunity for evaluation of self and so and construct of the world so by virtue of accepting the place of new ancestor you are accepting that you will reconstruct your entire concept of the world and therefore your identity is at stake your identity is up for change it's a revolution at an identity level and it does require you to let go and for you to surrender because at this point you're going to be taken in direction you're going to be taken in expansion you will have very little resistance because you have deconditioned yourself and you've done it somatically and energetically not from a conceptual point of view or by um imagining it you will have felt it and you will be existing in those dimensional spaces that reflect back at you that you are the new ancestor and yes that requires you to stand and ground and be in your space so my advice for those of you who might be finding yourself in this position is first of all, listen to the call that comes from deep within you. Listen to the guidance that comes from deep within you. The voice. You're being shown where you uniquely need to be placed. Don't get too attached to where you're being taken because you will be moved again. But if you're willing to go, if you're willing to flow into the realm of the mystic if you're willing to flow into the unknown and trust and surrender your last breath and just go with where you're being shown even though you are you have no familiarity with that landscape you will open yourself up you will open your heart up to spaces which are so profound which are so transcendent which are so brimming with opportunity for you it's very hard to describe but you will have to leave attachments and belief systems behind you will have to leave behind and commit to leaving behind certain ways about yourself that belong to old programs so second tip Apart from listening to the call, recognise the programmes that are getting in the way. Most of the time, if you've got to the point where you're listening to this podcast and you're really resonating, there will be one or two programmes left. Listen and notice. Watch for them. You will feel them vibrationally. You will feel them emotionally. The triggers will come up and you'll go, oh, there they are. Right, that's it. These are usually some of the deepest programs and if you feel into your heart field they will be there very very at the base vibrating really low you could almost ignore them for a lifetime and be be blissfully happy right they're very subtle if you can find them these are the vibrations of the it's like the final programs are being dissolved these are almost like the final threads that keep you bound to these ancestral frequencies and these ancestral structures. My third tip, 
where you are being encouraged slash coerced slash reprogrammed to feeling like a victim all over again, not only to feeling like a victim, but to being a righteous victim, you have not only been reprogrammed back into the old consciousness structure, but you have an additional layer of this new programming, right? You have now an additional layer. And on top of that, the tricky thing about that is that you now have a righteousness about it. So that puts you so far from the true level of surrender and humility that you need in order to accept your pain in order for you to truly uncover its purpose, your purpose, its bliss, your bliss, its inherent perfection, your inherent perfection, that actually what that does, by allowing you to be virtuous in your, um, in your belief, you actually end up further away from your inherent perfection, which is kind of ironic. So if you are being encouraged to live that frequency and live that identity of a, um, I don't care, whatever it is, a, a victim of, um, of war, of genocide, of someone who, of displacement, of um, colonialism, I'm not saying that these are not valid consciousness positions to take. Of course they are. Everything is valid. But I'm saying, if you want to become the new ancestor, you have to vibrate differently. End of. And your vibration speaks. So all those people that came before us all had reasons to vibrate as a victim, to vibrate in persecution. They all had so much legitimacy around why they felt the way they felt. Of course they did. And we today can say the same very easily. We can be led into stories. We can go down those same routes. And it's a very human emotional experience too. So I'm not suggesting that you, there is anything wrong with feeling that. I'm just making the point that to establish yourself spiritually and energetically and truly with integrity as the new ancestor, the truth is your frequency has to be one of acceptance of all as one rather than one of resistance, even if it's virtuous or it's, um, it's resistance that's being done for some sort of moral good. That's my point. Because ultimately, and eventually, and universally, from an energetic perspective, it's still resistance. And therefore, you still will not be meeting your full self. So this is where it starts to get kind of trippy, kind of philosophical. But if you lie down fall into the stillness, feel that within yourself deeply, you will arrive there in that space where you can make the choice. And that's a powerful place to be. So I'm leading you into a place of stillness, of 
true reflection and contemplation where actually if you get to make the choice, you're empowered. If you don't get to make choices, what's happening to you? You're being imprisoned. So in anything, when it comes to the way you feel, when it comes to what you believe in, if you're being led down a road where you don't get to make a choice, you have to stand even stronger in your sense of inner freedom. And if you're committed to making choice, if you're committed to your own choice, then you will know exactly that where you're being taken is the land of the free.